0: Welcome to the Flow Podcast. Today I'm here with Brendan Hufford from Guy reviews.net Brendan, how's it going? It's going great, Emilio. I'm really happy to be on today. Okay, so Brendan, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself first?
1: Well, uh, by day, I am a teacher. I teach psychology and sociology. By afternoon, I write for Guy Reviews and uh, a couple other websites, which I'm sure we'll get to talk about here in a little bit. And by night, I do really, really bad bambolos and leg drags
0: and really (laughs) just enjoy training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Um, So, first, I want to start with uh, your site, e-reviews on that. Why did you start the site in the first place?
1: So, I felt like when I was buying geese, I owned... I bought my first two Atamas, which is what everybody was wearing at the time in my area, through my academy. And I felt like there were a couple reviews online, but there was no one place to find everything. I could go to this guy's website, and his review was two years old, and this guy's review was one year old. And, but nobody had, there was no one place to get all that information. There was, oh, haven't you seen this guy's guide here or this information over there? And I just wanted to bring everything together in one spot. So okay. I started it kind of just as a crappy WordPress blog, and it ju- I reviewed the geese that I had, and then a couple companies, uh, Black Eagle and Ronin, got a hold of me, and they're like, oh, would you like to review our geese? And I thought, well, that's kind of neat, sure. And they sent me geese, and I reviewed those, and it kind of just took off from there.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, so in your opinion, what's maybe the most difficult part about running the site?
1: Hmm, the most difficult, I would say a couple things. Okay. I think one of the first things is pacing myself. I have I, I have content right now ready to go until, through November, and I want to put it all out right now. I want to put out 25 articles today, <laughs> but, okay. and I just, I run myself ragged with it because I just love it. I, I'm so into it. And I'm so passionate about it. And I know it's such a silly thing to be really into, but I know there's a lot of other people out there that are as well. We have a Facebook group dedicated to people who are, you know, own like 10 to 20 jujitsu geese. And I just really enjoy it. So I'm so into it that I just work myself way, way too much. I'll be up till three in the morning writing crazy articles and all sorts of things and I'm on all the forums and, and everything, Reddit and everything like that. So I think that's really difficult. And I think in addition, another thing that's really difficult is staying kind of objective when you're reviewing geese. I think it's very difficult because you a lot of times like you get to know a lot of brand owners and you like them as people. And you want to see them do well and you believe in them and what they do and they you know I've done a couple charity things I did a gi drive that a lot of people supported and things like that and it's hard to separate the ghee from the person and you want to support the person but you also want to be completely honest with your readership and let them know exactly what's going on.
0: Okay so that you bring up a good point so how exactly do you uh, manage that as far as you know, trying to give an honest review and also maintaining a good working relationship with these companies?
1: Really, what I try and do, number one, I feel like I owe allegiance first to the people who read the site. Yeah. I, think, I feel very blessed and very, very fortunate to have people who come to my website every day, every other day, even if it's once a week, once a month, whatever, and read about, you know, things that I think are interesting and I think are important. And, you know, I have people write me emails and i'm I'm just so thankful for all of that that i would never sacrifice that relationship that i've worked really hard to build for the last year for you know somebody who owns a company who wants you know a good review and i want you to talk about these features and that type of stuff you know that's just not not how it works at gear reviews and i really kind of have to credit that attitude to uh My friend Seymour, who runs com, Hmm. I learned a lot of how I review is based off of how I saw him review geese, And he does a fantastic job, but he always puts the people who read his site first. And I think that that's a fantastic way to operate. Hmm, okay. Um, Can I add one thing? Yeah, go ahead. I also think in addition that you need to be fair with the owners, and if there is a problem with a gee, you know, this is their life's work. You know, a lot of them quit their jobs to run these companies because they're passionate about the sport and things like that. And they put a lot of, you know, I understand how much money goes into these things. And if I get on there and just haphazardly trash it without giving them a chance to respond, you know, I kind of have to realize what I'm doing. Like, I'm not just taking money away from them, but that's, you know, at least in part how a lot of these people feed their families and fund their academies and put kids through school and I have a, a big social responsibility to them as well as you know if they have a if there is a problem with the gi, telling them first, giving them a chance to respond, and then putting that in the article. For instance, um, we had a we were reviewing. My partner Dan has a Howard's Combat Kimono's light gi, and the collar came apart, and we put it up, and Howard responded, and we made sure that went into the review right away he sent Dan, Dan the new gi top and everything and that was a big part of the review not just because you're not just reviewing the gi you're reviewing their customer service and things like that as well
0: once again at that you brought up a great point is that I think that you know a lot of times people forget that it come. you have a great deal of responsibility when you're doing these reviews because it's not just you know you're, you're trying to give an opinion to the to the reader but you know a lot of these people, like you said, have dedicated, um, a large portion of their life to, you know, providing a great product for, you know, the, the consumer, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested, how exactly does the process work for, you know, the gear reviews? Like, you know, how does the, the contacting, the, the um, the using of the gear? how does all of this work?
1: Um honestly it's different for everybody mm-hmm. so sometimes i'll see a really cool gee, and i will either buy it or excuse me <laughs> i'll either buy it or i will ask the owner you know the brand owner or whoever you know would you want to do a feature on the website you know if that's something you're interested in and they might you know i get people that say no all the time some people don't even respond and things like that and that's fine um like I said, sometimes it's bought, sometimes it's given to us for review. The thing is with reviews, a lot of people, it it sounds great to review geese, and you're like, oh, but you get free geese. It's a lot of work, and it costs a lot of money to run the site. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, you're pumped that you get these geese, but it's also, again, like you said, the responsibility, and you feel like there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, just to be completely transparent about all of this. So, again, you, I don't know, you really, really, really have to try very, very hard to be honest with your readership, and when gies are given to you, you know, tell them that, you know, this ski was given for review from this person, or I bought this ski from this website or whatever else, which is another thing I'm very honest about, like what websites I deal with I like to buy from a couple specific websites for different reasons, and I'm honest about that as well.
0: Hmm. So, um, you know, your site, you know, it, it focuses mainly on reviewing geese. Why do you think, you know, geese have taken on, like, a life of their own inside the digital community?
1: You know, I, I don't know. And there's still those people, there's still, well, I, I guess I do. There's still these people who are like, I don't know what's the big deal with a gi. You just put it on and you just train. Those are those people who, when, you know, Air Jordans first came out, they were like, I don't get this. Why are they, they're just shoes. You just put your shoes on and go play basketball. Why do your shoes have to be this certain way? And look at what, look at how basketball shoes are. Like, we're seeing a completely parallel trend with Jiu Jitsu Going from not just a functional piece of equipment, then to kind of a fashionable piece of equipment, then from function to fashion, and now they're becoming collectible. We just saw that show-your-roll get sold for almost $1,600 because somebody wanted to collect it. I would never pay that much for it, but somebody else would. I would also not, you know, wait up until a midnight release for a new pair of Jordans, but I I know a lot of my students do because they like to collect them.
0: Hmm. It seems I've interviewed, you know, um, people before, and they said that as long as there's a demand for it, it's always going to be, you know, these, you know, um, I don't want to say outrageous, but you know, these kind of um, crazy, you know, uh, consumers, like you said, paying sixteen hundred for a ghee, or you know, waiting up to midnight for a release. As far as you seeing how how the community has, you know came towards the gi does it get to a point where it's you know is it does it become too much is there something to be set for like the traditional martial art approach or is it you know just kind of part of the evolution of jiu-jitsu and like you said very parallel to you know basketball shoes
1: um i i feel very strongly that there is a place for you know a very traditional gi and a very basic gi In a certain way, in a certain kind of sense, I really like the things that some Gracie Baja schools have done with everybody having the exact same academy gi. You know, people kind of debate and argue about the quality and the monopoly in that um, because not all of those gis are the best. But I like that they have everybody wearing the same thing and it's just an official academy uniform. I also like that people have the choice of whatever way they want to go, and I'm all for the craziest geese. I love bull terrier and geese like that that are just, like, way out crazy geese with tons of patches. I I, I want to look like a walking billboard. I like my geese to look like NASCAR. I love that stuff. So I, I definitely see that side as well. But with all of that said, I just came from training right before, you know, we started talking today, and... I wore my old gi, my first Atama. The collar is it's six years old. Collars torn to shreds. It's a little small. It's just, it's like dingy, awful old gi. And somebody's like, one of, one of my training partners said, you know, you have all these gis. Why are you wearing somebody else's used gi? And I'm like, no, this is mine. This was the first one. And they're like, wow, that's crazy. Why would you wear it? You have all those other gis. I'm like, because I'm a little nostalgic sometimes like I like to go back to a simpler time when I just had this one D and I was just a white belt. I didn't know a scissor sweep and things like that. You know, I didn't know how to escape mount when I first bought this ski and it was awesome. So I, I think there's a lot to be said for that too. Just wanting to keep things simple and focus on your training.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, on your site, uh, it, it's very interactive. It has, you know, a lot of things going on. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you have on your site as far as you know the resources, the ebook, etc.?
1: Absolutely. So, I guess we'll talk about the first thing. I just did this today on Impulse a little bit. I took out my header image and I put kind of a small message on there just for anybody who visits the site. And it's kind of a, I, I really feel a big social responsibility to people that I'm not, you know, I've done a lot of research on internet marketing and things like that. And I think there's a lot of really despicable people out there that market, especially in the jujitsu world, that market all the wrong ways. You know, I'm not naming names, but there's a lot of people that I just get really fired up about because I feel like they're just total scumbags with the way they market and try and get people's money, and they just appeal to that lowest common denominator of person. Um, And I don't want my website to be that way. I want to educate people, and I want people to be aware. So what I did was I went through and listed every single link that's an affiliate link. Anything that I would earn a commission off of, I put it there. And if the website is helpful, I encourage people to use those, uh, because it helps to pay for hosting and everything else. And even running a podcast, you have to pay, I mean, you understand this, you have to pay for hosting for that and you're paying for equipment and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, things that I never even knew. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I'll start a podcast. So that'll be easy. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: a big it's a big learning curve, especially to do it well. Mm-hmm. So it helps to pay for all of those things. And like I said, if the site is helpful, I encourage people to use it, but I also want people to know. You know, if you are, you're, if you use these links, you're supporting the site you think the site is garbage or you think i made a post that's stupid or whatever then please don't use them because my site didn't help you i don't deserve, you know this doesn't deserve to be supported because it's not doing its job um and i think hopefully by doing that the site will get better and better and better so i did that recently in addition you know we have our own podcast which is kind of one of the reasons that I contacted you originally was just to say thank you for inspiring me to start my own podcast. There's a number of really cool jujitsu podcasts that I think are awesome. And I think there was none just about geese and things specifically like that. So we started that and I'm really excited about it. We're going to have episode two coming out probably here in about two or three weeks. Uh, And then it'll probably be on a much more consistent basis, but you know, getting things started, it's a little sporadic.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What else? So in addition to that, we're working on and again this is gonna be done in about two weeks. Uh our ebook that is gonna be free for every mailing list subscriber. I've been calling it the uh epic gee book. It's such a it's such a lame <laughs> play on word. Thank you. Thank you for the uh token laugh. Yeah. It's such it's so bad. <laughs> but whatever. I love it. Um and I'm really excited about it. The, the goal of the ebook is to literally answer every single question that people have about geese. Like, I want you to be able to log into a forum, scroll down, look at every single thread, and be like, yep, that's in that ebook. That's in that ebook. Yep, they answered that too. Everything from washing your ghee to women's geese, lightweight geese, the different types of weaves, like everything, where to buy them, what the factories look like, where they're made a ton, just an overwhelming amount of information. I posted a, a little while ago the Table of Contents for it, and it's just going to be massive. And I'm really excited about it, because I don't think the whole thing will apply to everybody. You, you're not going to just sit down, unless you're a nerd, like me, which some people are, uh, about these, you know, you're not going to sit down and read through, like, a storybook or anything, you know, like a fiction novel, but I'm sure in the Table of Contents, you'll be like, oh, that's exactly what I was wondering about. Click it, go to that page, and it'll be so super freaking helpful and like i said it'll be totally free
0: Hmm. okay um okay so you definitely touched on a bunch of different things right there first i want to go back to you you mentioned you know um, marketing and jujitsu and um you know that that's something that you feel passionate about now um you don't have to mention any names but can you talk about you know you mentioned some of the you know things that people do that you feel you know are maybe unsavory. Can you talk about some of this stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like people get confused. There's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he wrote a book called Crush It and another one called The Thank You Economy. And I was talking with Bear from Show Your Role on Instagram. And he said that Gary's book Crush It, uh, he read a couple months before he quit his job to run show your role full time and it's like one of two books that he's ever finished which to me was just like like mind-blowing wow that's pretty cool that we have that in common but you know gary i agree with what gary writes about in his book that a lot of people look at social media and they think it's media so we need to push things on people we need to advertise push 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 and they don't realize that it's not really media it's social um really the media has no place there It's more of a pull type of thing. Like, if you can push and you can share your content with people. When I first went on the forums, I was a total D-bag. Every chance I got, I posted a link to my site. I wasn't being helpful. I mean, I was being helpful, but I wasn't being helpful there. I was trying to just get traffic, traffic, traffic. And eventually, people called me out on it. And I kind of had to swallow my pride and be like, you know what? You guys are totally right. I am just pushing all this on you constantly. And there's, like, I would say a small group of people who make content. Uh, They make DVDs, they make instructionals and they look at social media and they look at forums as tools to get sales for them. You know, they go, they make forum profiles. uh, They go in there, they get people to sign up through their mailing lists or whatever else. And they just push, push, push content. And they just try so hard to stay relevant because they're not actually having a conversation. They're just pushing so that when people are all kind of pushed out and they're kind of over it then they have to do something crazy to stay relevant like i saw that one guy recently on his mailing list sent out like a letter to everybody that said you know if you haven't opened my last couple emails go f yourself and it was like what <laughs> like i understand you're trying to shock people and you want to go viral like oh look at what this person did with it. i just thought that was about the class like most classless thing I've ever seen it's like wow you really like I said earlier just trying to appeal to the lowest person with that type of stuff and they you know they only comment on their own threads about themselves it's like here you are a person who could help so many people and you just do it all wrong and then there's people kind of on the other side of the point who do it right um, I think Jason Scully does a lot of things right you know he pushes and he pulls and he sends you a lot of helpful emails. And at the end of the email, he'll be like, Oh, and I have this membership site. If you want to check it out, if not, no big deal. By the way, here's this really cool video of me doing 3000 arm bars in eight seconds. And his videos are awesome. And they, I, I can tell you that it takes a ton to produce those things. And it's totally just soft sell, you know, high quality marketing. And I love that. I think, uh, you know people like roy dean put out amazing products and they don't push on people uh Stefan kessing i probably I, I hope it's i didn't butcher his name yeah. he's fantastic i just wrote for his website recently funny before like right now i've never had to say his name out loud so i apologize yeah. if, I, if i mess that up that's so embarrassing
0: yeah.
1: um you know there's a lot of people out there that are doing things right but there's also a lot of people that are doing things horribly wrong, and they're looking at people as clicks and, you know, click-throughs and money and conversions, and they're not looking at them as people. They're not building any relationships, and I don't think that's right because if you're not building a relationship, you're not really providing value, and that's what I'm about.
0: Well, it's interesting because Jiu-Jitsu is a small community, so you would think that out of, you know, any other sport, it would be less difficult to build those relationships because it's not like this extremely large group of people that, you know, it seems so distant. It's mainly a, a small community, so people who are trying to get their you know, whatever they're selling or whatever they're trying to market, it would it would seem that it's easier. Do you know what I mean? Mhm. And it is because the the celebrities
1: in our sport are so accessible. Yeah. You can go online, oh man. I should tell you, I got an idea a couple years ago to start. Because I'm a teacher, I understand teaching. And I feel very strongly that a lot of jiu-jitsu instructors are not really jujitsu teachers. Um, and this might be kind of a bad thing to say. They're not really teachers. They're jujitsu presenters. They present, but they don't really teach. And I wanted to put together some tools to kind of help people improve their teaching and understand actually how to teach in a much more uh, trained sense i think teaching is a skill not something you just watch other people teach and become good at it and um so anyways i facebooked a ton of people just all the jujitsu celebrities and asked them the exact same question you know like what do you think is the biggest mistake people make when teaching and holy crap like i my brain exploded i got email replies from everybody Kai Otera, andre galbao mendez brothers um kid PoliGro. Spoiler, Gracie, Hoist Gracie, like, I got email, or I got Facebook replies from every single jujitsu guy, Marcelo Garcia, like, everybody who's on Facebook, I got a reply from, and it blew my mind, I was like, oh my god, these guys are like celebrities, and they just answered my message,
0: mm.
1: like, these guys are my LeBron James, <laughs> this is insane, but they're so accessible, like, they can build that relationship so fast. And not that any of those people I just named, like, those people were building the relationship. They were being helpful. They didn't sell me anything. I didn't buy anything from them. There was no benefit there for them. They had no idea what I was doing. But they did it just because they're good people. And I think when you, a lot of, you know, some other people look at it, they don't try to, even though it's so easy. Like, I feel like, again, to, to bring it back to what, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote in Crush It. He's got a chapter called The Best Marketing Strategy Ever. And it's like chapter 13, and it says that on one side, and you turn the page, and it's just really big on the page. C-A-R-E, Mm care, next chapter. I I feel like that is the best marketing that you
0: can have, is just care about people. And
1: I feel like a lot of people are missing that.
0: You mentioned uh, teaching and... uh... You feel that a lot of people are presenters and not teachers. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. Um, a lot
1: of people don't take time. You know, I don't know. I don't. It's, I'm not. It's not directed at anybody specific. But I've been to a lot of jujitsu schools, and I've seen a lot of instruction, and a lot of it is just like I'm going to show you the move. You need to replicate it. I might give too many details. I might not give enough. My pacing might be off. Just a lot of things that are taught to teachers, you know, are not taught to jiu jitsu instructors. So if you are blessed with a fantastic instructor who is a good teacher, you're going to do a lot of good things. But if your teacher was not a good teacher, then you're not going to be a very good, you know, you're not going to be a good teacher yourself. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is, You get these people who have these fantastic skills. You know, I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter what belt you are. But I think one of the best teachers, like if you look online and you look at instructionals, is one of the best teachers online is Dan Lucart. And he goes by the name. He posts on a couple forums and stuff. He goes by Trumpet Dan. Mm -hmm. And he puts out the best videos, and he actually understands how to teach. He understands different modalities, pacing. He understands angles and he understands people who are kinesthetic versus verbal versus like all of these different things uh that are taught to teachers but are not taught to jiu-jitsu instructors and I think it's you know very humbling for somebody to come in from a different arena from a teaching arena and to tell you as a jiu-jitsu instructor like hey here's how I think you can be better it's not that you're bad it's just you can be a lot better and I think that a lot of people don't want to hear that they're like, well, I have a black belt or I have a brown belt. And, you know, you're just a dumb, you're like the world's worst purple belt, which admittedly I am. I'm <laughs> a horrible purple belt. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot about teaching. Like when I talk about teaching, I really, really, really know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I think I could really not just help, but just, even if it's just one little thing, you can really improve a lot of people's in- instruction of
0: jujitsu. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Dan because I actually had Dan on the mm-hmm. um, my podcast. And uh, funny enough is that he, he is also a teacher and he teaches music. So right. I think that, like you said, that just further backs up your point that having a background in teaching and understanding how to communicate with people is very important for teaching jiu-jitsu because I think I t- talked to him about this, but I have experienced the same thing as you, where I've been to schools, and they just they have you memorize jujitsu, but they don't have you understand it. Right? It's kind of like uh, Roy Dean has
1: this awesome analogy about how jujitsu, learning jujitsu is like learning a language. And you know, at white belt, you're learning words, and then you're learning fr- phrases, and then you're starting to learn concepts and ideas and stringing things together and more complex arguments and things like that. And I feel like a lot of jujitsu instructors, not a lot, maybe just some. Uh, only arm their students with words and phrases. They don't arm their students with the, the idea to develop their own arguments. They don't arm their students with the ability to, you know, understand the language enough to make it their own. And when you, all you're doing is showing things and then screaming at people, like how many how many times have you seen this? Uh, instructor shows a move. Tells everybody to do it five times on each side, ten times each side. They get halfway through. Instructor calls time and brings everybody back to the middle because they're all doing it wrong. (laughs) Whose fault is that? That's your fault. As the instructor. If they don't, if they don't get it. And there's a million better ways to do it. Like, people, it freaks people out because of the way I structure classes sometimes when I've had the opportunity to teach. It's very different than a lot of other classes. Like, we do the first part of a move. And let's say we're doing, I don't know, a scissor sweep from Closed Guard, basic white belt sweep. Um, You know, and there's a a million details. I give a few basic details. We drill it all at the same time. I number it out like a kata, like an old, old school karate kata. And we all do it facing the same direction at the same time. I call one, people open their guard, and shrimp out. Two, they bring their knee across, and we break it down step by step. So before we ask people to put ten steps together, we do it all together, the same number of steps. Then we switch, you know, positions with our partners. They do it the same number of times, and it's very it's, – people pick up moves so much faster. Then when we spar, we start from the closed guard so that people get to try their scissor sweeps. And it's just one of those things. It's like if you're working, you know um, – Bow and arrow chokes. Start your sparring that day on people, like, with somebody on their back. Like, why wouldn't you? You're going to teach them a technique, and then they don't get to use it for, like, a month and a half. They're not going to remember that. Like, there's just so many better ways to increase retention that people don't think of it. would be like in a math class, we're doing addition today. Then at the end of class, we're going to do some multiplication and then something with the Pythagorean theorem. It's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. But that's how people run jiu-jitsu class. Yeah. And I just think that there's a lot... It's not a, a bad way, but I think you could find as an instructor that you could develop a killer competition team, some very, very skilled, you know, recreational practitioners if you just made a couple changes.
0: Hmm. Well, um, do you think the part of that is also that dj too is still relatively young, especially here in the United States? Um, you know, the... the the International Federation hasn't been, you know, uh, I guess alive for a very long time relative to other sports, so do you think that, you know, the longer that the sport is around, you know, teaching will become more evolved and, you know, the the approach will become more advanced and more, um, more intricate, I guess?
1: I want to say yes. I want to say I believe that that's what, how it's going to go, but it won't go that way without people kind of telling other people like, and the problem is it's a competitive thing. So if you have, if you're armed with these types of skills as an instructor, you don't really just want to put it out there for everybody and be like, Hey, here's what we're doing at my gym that makes all of our people really, really good. So a lot of people kind of keep these things to themselves, which, you know, slows down the development of the sport. But I think I want to say that I agree kind of with what you said, that it would develop over time into better instruction But I also think we see these awful, like, cyclical things where, you know, where you can see statistically, like, for example, since I'm a teacher, you know, kids whose parents dropped out of high school are statistically more likely to drop out of high school. And I think statistically, if you look at instructors whose instructors taught a certain way, they're statistically likely to repeat that exact same thing.
0: Hmm.
1: So unless there's some sort of intervention that'll just cycle on and on and on.
0: Hmm, interesting. Um, I want to switch a little bit to you know to your writing. Um, I read some of your articles and I found a lot of them very interesting. And um, first one that I wanted to talk to you about was um, one day you wrote about people hating on other people. I thought it was really interesting. Can you talk uh, about it? Uh huh.
1: Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Did I cut you off?
0: No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. Go. Oh man.
1: So. Not to get too preachy, but uh, I yeah. feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes God blesses me with a big wake up call, and I so this is what we were talking about earlier. There's a couple people posting on forums, and I was being a complete d bag on these forums, just posting my links all the time. And I finally had a moderator on uh, the AirDog forums was like, "Look, dude, it's in your avatar. It's in your signature." We know you run G-Reviews. Stop making a thread for every single article. Like, we got it. Yeah. If we want to check it out, we will. He's like, I thought you'd get the point when I deleted all of your threads for the past two weeks, and I was like, oh, that's where they went. I was wondering where my threads went. (laughs) No, I didn't get that memo at all. And then I got real mad because I saw, you know, these jujitsu marketers making their threads about themselves, and, and... you know, one of the threads had 200 posts in it, and 150 of them were from the dude who started it. It's like he wasn't even replying to anybody. He was just replying to himself at some point. Yeah. It was nuts. <laughs> and I got really upset about that, so I started calling him out. I became, like, the Internet police, and it got to the point, point. Um, and I guess, you know, I since I talked about this in the article, I can say it. Uh, the, you know, David Avalon was putting out his Kimura Trap series, and I was really just furious with somebody who's not even in any way related to him some other dude I was so mad at this other guy that when David put his stuff out I was like boom I'm just gonna post his affiliate sales like you want to know why everybody's hyping his product it's because they'll make 80 bucks off of each one and he's like hey can you please take that down like that's really supposed to be private and I was like no because I'm the internet police and I hate everything because and really I was just jealous and my stuff got taken down, and they could do what they wanted. Yeah. Then I was blessed with some haters of my own who just ruthlessly stalked the website, post negative comments on every single thing. One guy uh, liked the gear Reviews Facebook page and then blocked me, so I couldn't even re- remove him from the page. I just had to, every time he posted, and he would just post like completely ridiculously contradictory things. Yeah, like, no matter what I said, not just that he would disagree with me, because I'm all for open discussion. Um, That doesn't bother me at all. But he would just post, like, real personal stuff and really weird things. And there was a black belt that I was making fun of with his YouTube channel. It was so immature. And just now, you know, a, a month or two removed from that, it's just like, you know, I think that you you really do have to choose to not necessarily walk away from things like that. You know, I, I really do feel that people should stand up for themselves, but I feel like there's a time and a place and a manner for it. And I feel like when you're on the internet and you're saying so much, you're putting out so much content, people will find a way to take it personally no matter what happens. Um, and that all came from a couple of posts that I read on, you know, a website called Zen Habits and, uh, a post that I read from Tim Ferriss, who's another author. He wrote, 4-Hour uh, Workweek and 4-Hour Bodies, an author that I respect a lot. I really like a lot of his content that he puts out. Um, so it just came from things like that where I was just like, you know... Thank you, God, for showing me that I am being exactly what's really making me mad right now. Like, these people are hating on me ruthlessly, even though I haven't done anything to them personally. they're taking it so personal, and then all of a sudden it just was like a uh, slap in the face. I was like, why am I taking this so personally? This doesn't matter. It's so ridiculous. I wasted so much time and stress on this. So I thought, you know, how can I help other people with this? And I just wanted to be honest. The reviews really isn't about me, but kind of sometimes it is. I feel like I can help people with something a little bit personal, I have no problem
0: posting it on there. Mm -hmm. And I I got a lot of good feedback, so maybe I'll do that more. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, Internet's a very strange place sometimes. I mean, uh, you know, because of the, I guess, anonymity, you can get, you know, very Mm -hmm. vicious um, people, you know, attacking. You know, and then sometimes... You don't even realize that you yourself can get caught up in you know the the whole um the whole sphere of you know the forums and everything that goes on there Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and i'm sure you you experience the same thing with your podcast and stuff it's like wait i'm trying really hard to put out quality content and you're trash talking if you're not even doing anything yeah but making you know just saying disrespectful things it's like what the heck
0: how completely unnecessary <laughs> No, for sure. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I when I first started my podcast, I was, like, very, um, man, I want to get as many people to see it, you know, traffic, 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 traffic. And then, you know, same thing, you know, I just started to learn that, like, you know, the kind of, the more that you, you press on people, you know, the, the less likely they are going to be to want to wanna give you a chance. And, you know, if you just kind of, like you said, just care about you know people and try to help them out. Then that's really when you're able to you know make a difference in my opinion. And I mean, I, I, when I first started a podcast, it was to you know I want to have you know the best podcast or something. And now the my approach is you know very different you know because of course things change. But my approach is just you know I just want to put out the, the best content I can. And if people are able to, you know, hear and learn something from it, then that's cool. That's my goal, you know? Absolutely. And, and I agree that I, I, th- I feel that your
1: success is, you know, it might take longer for certain people, depending on how much hustle you have inside of you Yeah. to make moves and make things happen, you know, or happen, you know, over a course of time, but I think directly correlated with how much you help people is how successful you are and the more that you help people again it might take longer for one person than another but the more you help people the infinitely more successful you will be versus just like we talked about earlier just
0: pushing things on people Mm, for sure um so another article that you wrote that i found interesting was I think it was called How to Be More Awesome and it kind of talked about, you know, strength and conditioning and how to, you know, enhance <laughs> um you know, your, your jujitsu. I guess. Um, uh, can you talk about it? Absolutely. That's fantastic. I'm so I'm so glad you asked me about that one. Um
1: so, I feel like we're all pretty awesome. <laughs> And I'm just going to be honest, like we do a really cool sport and it's a lot of fun. And I think we can all be real honest that we are just, I was, so funny story. I was driving to a tournament one time and I was videoing a commentary of myself in the car for another, like one of my original websites, which is BJJinChicago.com, just covering the local scene here. And I was making a video on the way to a tournament and I was driving by, uh, this van, and I looked in the video, and I said, you know, I love jujitsu so much, but I will never love jujitsu as much as this person loves dolphins, and they had, like, dolphins all over the side of their minivan, like, all of their windows were pictures of dolphins, <laughs> there was, like, a dolphin on the little, like, antenna, dolphin license plate, it was crazy, <laughs> it was freaking me out. It was so crazy. And then I thought to myself, I look back in the camera, I'm like, but, you know, then again, I'm getting ready to go throw on some pajamas and roll around with sweaty guys on the ground. So well, who's weird, me or them, I guess, you know, yeah, both of us. exactly. But, um, now <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What was your question, your original question again? The article, yeah, about... Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, think, I think we're all awesome, but we're also very, very strange. Um, but I, I've been doing strength and conditioning work, like seriously legitimate strength and conditioning, not like me and my bros do bicep curls in the squat rack at golds on Mondays, you know,
0: Mondays, bench day, bro.
1: None of that. <laughs> I'm, no, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had, you know, a good five or six years of that, but then I started to take it really seriously and I started to read articles on, uh, this website called Elite FTS and a couple other places and I found a couple of strength and conditioning people that I really believed in what they were saying there's a guy named Mark Ripto and another guy named Jim Wendler a lot of jiu-jitsu guys are really familiar with Martin Rooney uh who's worked with a lot of UFC guys but he works with uh, Gianni Grippo who's just fantastic and you know there's a bunch of other people but I started writing programs for myself and I was doing really good and making progress, getting very strong, you know, losing a lot of bad weight, putting on a lot of good weight, you know, just feeling very healthy. And then slowly over time, injuries started to creep up. So you program around that. You don't really address the problem. And it just started to get worse and worse to the point that like my, my left hip flexor just shut down. Like if I laid flat on my back, I couldn't lift my left leg. Hmm. And it, it didn't hurt. It just other muscles had taken over for that. And I had kind of almost like a, an amnesia in my leg where my muscles just forgot what it was supposed to do. The other muscles had been operating for it for so long. And it, was, it kind of freaked me out. So I was like, all right, I need to hire a professional. And, again, uh, my friend Seymour and a couple other people put me in touch with this guy named William Wayland. Uh, who lives in England, funny enough, and I started doing some programs from William that were custom-made just for me, and his personal contact was awesome, and over time, progressively, I mean, we're talking probably the last six months to a year, maybe, you know, we've really addressed a lot of my injuries and my strength is coming back, and I'm a much more balanced and healthy individual you know, jujitsu jitsu is supposed to be for life and not just for a practice or two, and then you hobble around the rest of the week. <laughs> like, that's not I'm, – I'm 28 years old. Like, I want to be able to run around with my kids because I do jiu-jitsu, not have to sit in a lawn chair because I do jiu-jitsu. Hmm. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I just feel – and the thing is, Mark Ripito has this great quote that uh, – it was in response to a guy, a bicycle, like a cyclist, saying that riding his bicycle is the same as doing heavy squats because both of them hurt your legs, and he's like, you know, but so does, you know, so does burying your bulldog, like that hurts too, but it's a different kind of hurt, so it's so stupid, and he said eventually every, and I love this quote, and I'm probably going to totally misquote it, but I don't care,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> um... He said something to the effect of, you know, after a while, everybody who's serious about their sport will go outside of their sport to get better. Everybody else just wants to wear the clothes and play the sport. So, like, when people tell me, uh, oh, all I do is jujitsu. do jujitsu jitsu to get better at jiu-jitsu, I, I, I don't buy that, man. I really, really don't. If you look at all the top guys, they're all doing outside strength and conditioning, and there's a reason for that. It's just that jiu-jitsu is such an unpredictable and dynamic sport that you, sure, you can train positions and endurance, and a lot, of, a lot of athletic qualities can be trained in that sport. But you need to go outside of the sport to train other things, to get a good training effect, to get stronger, to get all of these different attributes that you want to enhance in yourself. It's also, people don't realize, it's also a lot safer. I think if you're doing lifts and whatever else correctly, It's way safer to do lifts than to spar hard for an hour. You know, you're going to get hurt somehow. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, if you're doing a, you know, whatever type of workout, you're running sprints outside and then stretching afterwards, there's far less chance of injury with you running than you sparring for an hour. And I think people don't put a lot of stock in that, and I think they should. I think a lot more people, if you look at all the top athletes, like I said, they're all doing it. They all do something different, but they're all doing something. And I think that a lot of, you know, people, they just want to be weak, really. And it, I just don't, I, I I don't know, I feel terrible, but I almost don't have time. Like, if you don't see a reason to deadlift twice your body weight, we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> because I think that's, like, one of the bet. like, are you kidding? You can't, let's put it this way. I was carrying around, uh, like, one of my buddy's kids recently, and somebody else was carrying around their kid and they were just like wiped out after a day of carrying around this kid. And I was like money. I was good to go. You know, like I had, my back was like pumped up and my traps and everything. And I was like really kind of tired, but I felt fantastic. And it's like, don't tell me that deadlifts aren't functional or kettlebell swings or whatever else you're doing, you know, power clean. Don't tell me that's not functional You know, you want to do some weird other workout. It's totally functional. I carried around a kid all day because my upper body and my legs and all that, you know, my posterior chain is strong. I think, you know, I can pick up groceries that you can't pick up. I carried my my trash can handle ripped off last week. So I just picked my trash can up and bear hug carried it out to the street. Like, I think being strong is really awesome. And I know I'm going on a totally crazy tangent right now, but I'm just so fired up about it. I'm so excited about being strong, and I think it's such an awesome attribute to have, especially as a man.
0: Mm. Well, um, you mentioned that you you got in contact with uh, someone to help you. Do you think that it's important for people to seek help, you know, when trying to, you know, approach a strength and conditioning program? So I think if you're a beginner, you might not need as much help. I think
1: that it's kind of like getting a good instructor. You know, do can you learn a little bit of jiu-jitsu with your buddy from YouTube videos? Yes. Can you read a couple articles and buy a couple books and work out with your buddy and get a little bit, you know, in better shape? Sure. But I think after a certain point, everybody needs a professional. Like in jiu-jitsu, you need to train under a black belt. And I needed to train under a black belt in strength and conditioning, which is why I got a hold of uh, William Wayland. And his website, powering-through.com, is fantastic. There's a lot of stuff just strictly for jiu-jitsu athletes on there. And I know I'm totally plugging it, but I, I believe in it pretty, yeah. pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that after a while, again, if you're really serious about the sport, you definitely need to look into it. And it's, it's way more affordable than people think. It's not an expensive thing to do especially you know if you look at how important jiu-jitsu is in your life and if being
0: better at it
1: is really important it's totally a worthwhile investment
0: Mm. well um i know you actually mentioned this before but i'm going all the way back um please please do because i just am going out way into left field with some (laughs) of these no it's good though it's good um you mentioned that you started a podcast and Um, I'm pretty sure you're the first, you know, gear review-based site to start a podcast. So what's that been like so far, and why did you decide to do it?
1: So far, it's been pretty fun,
0: to be honest. I mean, our first
1: episode is the only one that's out at the time that we're recording this, and it's just kind of me talking and introducing the show and myself. So it's a lot of, you know, if people wanted to go listen to it, it's a lot of what I've already said here today. Okay. But... Um, I've had a blast with it. It's such a great thing to be able to have conversations with people. I mean, I think you could almost tell better uh, all the great, you know, intrinsic and extrinsic rewards that come with doing a podcast versus just writing. I think that a lot of people absorb content differently. And I actually made a post about, you know, a lot of reasons why I wanted to do it. I feel like it made me a much better speaker. It made me be a lot more honest. I didn't really edit it or edit that first podcast at all I just kind of went from the heart and if it was bad it was bad and if it was good it was good and you know you're just kind of seeing the real me and I think a lot of people really value that I think again building relationships is all about being honest you know I can write a thousand word blog post about something but I think when you hear somebody's voice telling it to you you know you can really understand the sincerity a lot more that way So I think it's going to be a real valuable thing for the site, but also it's going to be a really valuable, I mean, a little bit, it's kind of selfish on my part because I'm getting a lot out of it too. So I think it's great for everybody.
0: Hmm. And what do you mean by you're getting a lot out of it?
1: Well, like I said, um, I think that with the goal, well, first of all, my public speaking skills, being a teacher and teaching high school students it's a very different experience than speaking to adults or speaking into a microphone at your computer or doing a live interview with somebody, you know, halfway across the country like I am right now. Mm. It's a very, very different experience and you get nervous and you lose your train of thought. And, you know, in the classroom, I've been, I've been blessed to teach the same class for a couple of years. so I have a really good handle on the content. I don't ever slip up or anything like that. And But then you're talking here and it's like, wait, I don't even know what the question was. What am I saying? And I think it's really helping me think things through and plan ahead and stuff like that. So I'm definitely getting a lot out of it. But also with gear reviews like, the main point of the site is just to help people. Like, I don't care if, you know, nobody ever – like, we talked about earlier. Nobody ever clicks the links and there's no money coming in to help support the site. Like, if I have to pay out of pocket, that's fine because I I get so many emails from people that are just like, man, this is great or – You know, I got an email from one guy that's like, this is God's work that you're doing. And I was just like, (laughs) my brain exploded. I was like, wow, that's crazy that somebody would feel so strongly to describe what I'm doing with e-reviews like that. And so, I mean, that's incredibly rewarding to me to know that, like, I'm – and that was really when I look back, the original intent of the site was just to put all these resources in one place so that people could find them really easily and hopefully I'm improving somebody's life I got a lot of emails about like that hater article they're like dude I do have haters like and I was really stressed out about it but that really helped so thank you and it's like man I just made somebody's life better that's yeah.
0: great <laughs> for sure um well Brendan I, I've taken a lot of your time um I appreciate you taking the time to talk but um is there anything else you want to say um
1: I just really want to thank you for the opportunity to. Uh, Get out of here and, and talk to you for for an hour. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, and I know I've been I've been doing a lot of monologuing here. I feel like some sort of crazy supervillain just going off on tangents about nothing. No, but <laughs> like I said, I you know I'm just really really thankful to be on the podcast, and you know we got a re- lot of really cool stuff coming up the Gee book and a couple other things that. I would love to just start talking about right now, but they're not, I believe, I don't know, I kind of fluctuate between two things, like a uh, a ready aim fire mentality, and then like a ready fire aim mentality, <laughs> where I just do things impulse, like with the, the header image on my site, total impulse, just did it, didn't even think, just put it up there, hey guys, here's what's up. And I had other marketers and stuff that I'm friends with online. They're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just doing it. <laughs> but I, you know, I got a couple crazy projects that I think you know the words "game changing" and like all these things are thrown around way too easily. But I feel like there's a couple things that we're doing uh, that I'm really excited about that are really going to change certain aspects of how we look at jujitsu gi's and how jiu-jitsu gis can be bought and sold and things like that. I'm working with a lot of really cool people that I like a lot. Uh, But, you know, like I said, they're not really ready. So that'll that'll probably happen before uh, the end of
0: the year. So be on the lookout for that too. Hmm. So if people want to, you know, stay in in the loop on what you're doing, where can they go? Um, So if if they want to check out giereviews.net,
1: that's awesome. Uh, there's a really cool link on the top of the site that says all the way on the right. It says, hit us up. That is the best way to get a hold of me. It goes straight to my email, it's my personal email. I have a crazy disability where I check my phone and I check email all the time. I don't respond to it all the time because I get it on my phone and I have these awful, like, fat sausage fingers. <laughs> so autocorrect, which just makes it brutal trying to type back to people on my phone, but I read emails as soon as I get them. And I love to respond. I love to just, you know, banter back and forth with people over email and Facebook. If you check out facebook.com slash G reviews or twitter.com slash G reviews, those are all great ways to, uh, you know, just chat. And like I said, if you, if you want to talk about geese, that's awesome. If you just want to, uh, have some human
0: contact during your day, that's fine too. I mean, just
1: <laughs> check it out.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Well, Brendan, I appreciate the time, and um, uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. absolutely. I'd love to have you on uh, the D-Reviews
1: podcast coming up as well, too. I think we're going to be doing some really cool things with that, and like I said, I really appreciate it. It's really cool to be on, especially since we just started ours, to be on a podcast that's established and high quality and has a lot of episodes that I really like. You know, I mentioned you guys in, the, in a recent article that I did about uh, the top jujitsu podcast. So I'm just very, very thankful for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, for sure, Brendan. I mean,
1: thanks, I appreciate that. And um, yeah,
0: it it would be great. Can I do
1: Can I do one more shout out just here at the end? Yeah, go ahead. We've been trying to wrap this up for like six minutes. I just keep talking.
0: Yeah, go ahead. No problem.
1: Um, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, my partner. Not a lot of a lot of people know me because I've been doing the site for about you know over a year now. But uh, I just brought on my my buddy Dan Halpin who has been doing guest reviews for a while, and I just really wanted somebody. I really thought this site was going to go bigger. I needed somebody because I was just running myself ragged with doing too much, and now that we have two people, like I said, we have so much cool content coming up, and I'm so excited, just gear reviews from tons of – we seriously have like 20 gear reviews coming up, and I'm really excited about them. You know, we're doing video, we're doing long videos, short videos – just testing a bunch of different things seeing what people want to see so like if people if you dig short videos go to that hit us up button in the upper right hand corner of the website of geereviews.net and let me know if you like the long posts you know whatever but Dan is really making a lot of this possible so I'm really thankful to have Dan on board with us as well.
0: Great, nice. (laughs)